can't go through it anymore it's just um, not uh, helping me at all and when this um, my health became bad that was the last straw for me hey weekenders welcome back to the art of photography podcast where we share photographers journey and how they find hope purpose and happiness through photography and today we have someone that I've met through Instagram and we've been connected all the way through all this time. And, you know, I've seen her journey since the very first time she was, um, you know, asking on how to capture the first Milky Way and she just kept growing. It's just such an inspiration to, um, to see her journey through photography and how it changed her life. Um, so today we have Supriya. Hey, Supriya, how are you today? Hey, Stanley. Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm so glad that, you know, you made it here. And um, I know you have an inspiring story behind your photography um, as well as, you know, behind your life. So I'd love, I'd love to, for you to share that because I know that the audience is going to find a lot of inspiration from it. Um, but, you know, you, we, we kind of connect through Instagram, right? Um, yeah. In the first message you asked me, um, I think Clubhouse was the first one. I can't remember. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, um, <laughs> you know, you need to see your eyes about like the Milky Way. And the next thing I know is like um, you just capture this crazy Milky Way shot. So that's, that's amazing. But, you know, before we get there, how does the passion for photography come to you? Like um, what makes you want to do photography in the beginning? Yeah. So first of all, I would like to thank you for inviting me. To this podcast um, regarding my journey. So initially, actually, I didn't have any idea regarding photography or whatsoever. Um, it all started uh, back in 2017, 2017, 2018. So the thing is, I was actually going through clinical depression. So and uh, at that time, I was working as you know full-time working as a bank manager and it's been six years but um, there was something missing you know in that day-to-day -day life so and uh, with clinical depression it only get, got worse for me so at one point I was hospitalized and my health was quite worse so my husband Sam he proposed like let's go somewhere you know so we planned a trip to the Himalayas and uh, there was this village, Dodrakwar. It's like uh, the border village in the northern side of India. So we went to that village. It was a quite an off-road and like hardly any, you will hardly find any uh, car or bike, you know, going there. So we were like the only persons going there and the road was pretty bad and we had like a near-death experience that day because we were at uh, 13,000 feet, I remember. It was a pass, mountain pass. And um, suddenly the cloud came from nowhere. And our house guest, he has warned us, like, you know, don't spend much time there. It's very beautiful, but, you know, don't get tempted. So, <laughs> But we were there and we wanted to take some pictures. So we took some pictures and suddenly the cloud came. And as we were, as we started to, you know, go down, um, so I, we didn't even know the car, you know, it was on an automatically it uh, shut down and it was just sliding down the mountain road. It was luckily we thought like we were hearing some music and luckily it stopped. And I was like, why are we are not hearing the music? And then we realized, okay, the car is, is not running. So uh, Sam started the car and we were just, you know, just on the edge of that road so we stopped there and you know we got out of the car and I was like taking deep breaths and I was thinking like what am I doing with my life <laughs> it was like those moments you know and uh, then we went to that quiet little village it was a very beautiful you know old wooden houses and uh, like they have preserved their mountain culture and everything and you know, the beauty of that place was so good. I started taking some pictures on my uh, phone. Sam had a camera back then because he was uh, doing photography, you know, taking travel shots. He was a biker. So 
he does that i had no idea how to operate a camera at all so i was taking on my mobile camera and um he he had he actually had to take a shot and he was doing trying it and he said like it's not coming as i want so i was like let me try so you know i tried the camera and i took a shot and i was and he said like yeah i wanted to take this one so i was like okay <laughs> i had no idea so i but you know there was something like when i hold it and you know i look through the viewfinder i took that one first photo it's not that good but um, you know that the, the first feeling of uh, doing that like you are doing something you know so after that when we came back i uh, decided um, uh, to quit my job and uh, we thought like you know let's do this uh, travel thing because i was already feeling a little bit good health wise so we started traveling for the next 3 months and uh, during this time i started taking pictures like random pictures i took and um, but then when we came to germany in 2019 so i got my first camera and uh, from there onwards like till today i never look back it was like quite a journey for me <laughs> learning everything but i enjoyed every bit of it because i sometimes think to myself if not for photography if not for travel i would not have been where i am today you know so it's it's like a blessing for me yes in clinical depression is something one shouldn't um, um think uh, of happening to someone else but um, it was like a blessing for me yeah wow it's uh that's that's crazy right um, i mean it's sometimes we take our life for granted so much until we need to hit that rock bottom you know and for you it was like that near death experience you know on the car like just on the side of the cliff <laughs> yeah like I, i i mean like i don't know exactly how it is but you know i was um i was just came from nepal and then we go through that kind of road so i think i kind of can picture you know what you mean with the crazy road and stuff like that and yeah i'm yeah, yeah. just like so nervous when you when you when you share that story that's crazy so <laughs> yeah you know um so it seems like photography and travel have really you say you say it yourself it has changed your life yeah um yeah. how but share us a little bit more about it right how does it actually change your life um you know how taking photo and going on trips makes you happier mm. and you know uh, become less depressed and you know eventually where you are today where you are feeling a lot better about your life um, i take it um Yeah, give us a little bit more about that journey because I'm pretty sure our audience would love to hear that. Yeah. So, uh like um what happened uh, when we started traveling and initially it was only, you know, to mountains and places because um uh, we both love uh, spending time on mountains and um at that time uh, like now also I write daily. So when we used to go on our travels, you know, on the mountains. So there were some times when I was like not thinking of anything and just enjoying that place. You know, so the living on those moments was like I was experiencing something for the first time. Like uh, on the daily basis when we run to office, do our work, all those stuff, you know. we forget to take those moments to ourselves and just think about like where my life is going on or, or just not think about anything at all so it was those moments and uh, the same thing i felt when i hold the camera so like if i'm taking a photo i just immerse myself so much that i can't think of anything happening in my surrounding literally nothing so and i'm the kind of person who doesn't enjoy hikes like i had never done any hikes before in my life and it was only during those time and this photography actually inspired me to go on hikes to you know to break that boundary like that those limitations we put on ourselves so that was like uh, some very first things which were happening to me and um, i had only heard these things from sam because he was traveling before me and and i was like okay he is just saying stuff but when i experienced all those things i was like i understood the you know the reality of it and 
why someone should do it and um, also like in travel you meet people you experience different cultures you talk to them you hear their story and you understand like the problems you think you know in you have in your life is like so minuscule compared to what is happening in this world and you are just in your bubble thinking about oh this thing happened to me that thing happened to me which is which is not it is very trivial in in the bigger terms of life so th- these are the learnings which i kept ex- you know experiencing and um, regarding my depression so like um, i was uh, i was in that kind of point where my mental health was so bad i was not talking to anyone to like any person you know to my friends to my family except them and when you are travel when you are traveling you are meeting people you are you know forced to have that conversation sometimes you can't just you know keep mum and don't say anything <laughs> it can't happen and when there are new person you are it's like something new you want to know about them so you have to have that conversation and like it's it's so intriguing it's so interesting to learn about people so that also you know dissipate my um that uh, afraid i like uh, i was very afraid to interact with people so that also went away like the thing which is happening today <laughs> i would not have thought of doing this because i am so afraid of you know interacting with someone but uh, yeah this uh, travel and photography both of these helped me so 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 much and i actually met many interesting people uh, who have uh, you know spent their life in such a way in such hardships and yet they have so many interesting stuff to share from their life experience and uh, it was worth knowing like mm, in this lifetime you got to meet them and learn about them and um, yeah th- that was the thing um, all of this you know helped me with my mental health and uh, and uh, my photography journey that's incredible you know just um just hearing that i'm i'm very happy um you know i'm i'm much the same way and you know why i love photography and travel i know exactly what you mean you know being in the present yeah. i remember when i was um when there was a covid right um you know a lot of my plans was like um broken down and a lot of my income was kind of stopped and i was stressed about money and then you know i went like i'm i'm living here in bali and i would give them to like you know give 2000 or 5000 rupiah tips which is not even a dollar right it's about 50 cents or 20 cents and they are the most grateful and you know when so i know exactly what you mean you know you know we 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 live in the bubble and then we always look at social media and seems like we need to be like that but yeah. you know life is simple to be happy is yes. simple, right Yeah, yeah. And of course, we still uh, need all that money to buy all of our gear, because photography. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, is, that is the worst part. <laughs> yeah, that is the worst part. <laughs> it's it's funny because like uh, when I was in uh, in Canada, you know, like I had a car and everything, but just to put that in perspective, that what I have in my bag is a lot more precious than everything else in in the car. I was just like. including the car just like oh, yes. holy it's crazy uh, but that's how much you know it brings happiness so when you were a bank manager um you know you're in a really good place right um being a manager it's a dream for a lot of people to be a manager you know it's a lot of people are working hard to get up there and obviously you work hard to get there right um yeah. when you're a bank manager i'm guessing you know you're getting that really good income you get really good benefit or comfortable um financially but what's missing why why is it that you're still you know unhappy and depressed about it and how does that change when you um and what what makes you decide to to leave um that career and start something different or try something new okay actually um to narrate about that experience i need to go back a little bit further so i did my graduation in pharmacy and um, after that i worked for a year in a pharmaceutical company as a quality assurance manager and uh, it was in goa so like in india goa people treat is like okay that place is such a place near to the sea it's beautiful it's actually a beautiful place but people go there to you know um, have their holidays 
and I was working there. And uh, during like on the weekends, whenever we visit the sea, I would see people in, uh, you know, spending the holidays and everything. And I was like, why I'm not feeling that experience? I am in a place which uh, people all over from India coming to spend their holiday. I should feel that, you know. But um, then I was, uh, when I was working there in that company, I was like, no, something is missing. So I thought like, maybe because this is a private sector or corporate sector, I'm not feeling it. So I should try something different. So I gave the exams and um, got the job in a government uh, bank in India. So when I went there, and uh, the first day when I met my manager, it's an interesting story. When I met my manager, he asked me like, okay, you did graduation in pharmacy. Why are you here? <laughs> and he asked me like, why did you choose to come and join the bank? And I was like, why this person is asking me this ridiculous question? And like after, after like one month, I understood why that person was asking me that question. So... And uh, it was like I was in my probation. So after three months, I, I had to leave that branch and go to some other branch. So my manager told me, you know, Supriya, I have very high hopes for you. You should, uh, you know, you shouldn't continue in this bank. You should go somewhere else. I was like, okay, <laughs> you should tell me where, where should I go now? Okay. So I thought like, okay, maybe this is not working, you know, I should try something else. So I thought, what is the you know highest job in India? So it was like the civil services. So I thought, okay, I love to travel. I want to travel. So maybe I should try for the foreign ambassador position. You know, there were exams. So I started studying for that. I even passed uh, the exam, the written exams, and uh, did interview twice. Okay, but uh, when I was preparing for the third time, I was still on the bank working so when i was preparing for the third time you know this question came to my mind every time when i was in the bank when i was studying it came to my mind like am i doing it right like why i need this job i'm saying i'm i know i'm giving myself a reason like i want to travel but that is not something this job entails like okay you got you will have you will you know have the opportunity to travel but you will have lots of other responsibilities as well because you will be working for a nation you have you know you should be able to justify that so it got poking in my mind again and again and uh, when I was in the office you know working and I was thinking like okay the scenario is not going to change I will be you know working in an office with other colleagues you know there will be other people but it will be the same office <laughs> I, I will have to sit inside these four walls and work and okay I will have a little bit more opportunity to travel than this banking career but that's not just enough so this question is what you know I didn't write the exam that year I decided like okay no this is the time this is the high time I know I was continuing but that was the last I was like it's everything, you know, you feel like a choking, uh, that feeling inside yourself and it's just not enough. Like you see everyone else enjoying it, but uh, you are like the one person I was feeling sometimes in the bank, you know, everyone else is just running and I'm the only person sitting in that desk <laughs> and I'm just wondering about my life. It's, it was like that. So, um, yeah, that was a very tough decision to take because knowing um, like you don't you will not have your next paycheck coming for you. And um, it was like, you know, we were just married back then and it was only six months. But and it was a lot to, you know, ask from your partner. You know. So and it's not something I had decided from a long back that I will do. And, you know, you you got to talk about it. It was not something like that. But. I'm lucky on, on that matter that, you know, Sam was very understanding because he wanted to do all this stuff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that was the thing that led me to quit my job. I, I'm saying it sincerely, Stanley. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I knew that I'm going to do something, you know, 
<laughs> and uh, when we took that uh, trip like i said so i had uh, this uh, i had this idea came to my mind like i should do photography i should write about my experiences so that was it and um, like any asian or you know parents um my parents were not uh, that uh, you know agreeable to me leaving my job but uh, yeah with time i hope they will come around like my mom she understands it now my father is still a bit hung up on on that but i know with time he will come around it so yeah wow that's that's really cool um you know i know it's how hard it is to um leave that secure life and i think what's really cool is that um you keep and you keep looking for the answer right you try this one thing and most people when they get stuck on that you know get comfortable in that job even though they don't like it they just keep going but you go out there and try something else and you try something else and there here you are finding something that you know of course it's not perfect because nothing is perfect in yeah. life right it comes with the struggle and everything but it's something that seems like you know it's good for your health making you happier as a person and helps you with the depression as well which is fantastic right um massive congratulations for for doing that i'm i'm very happy to do that um so you know like when when you quit your job um so uh, tell me this um, one thing so are you doing for photography full time now or um what are some of the ways um you are doing in order to find that income um you know and to offset um to offset um the income from your previous job because i know we all love photography and we all wish that all we got to do uh, that all we can do is take photo and travel but unfortunately we all need money right So then, what did you decide to do to find that income, and how is that um, transition kind of works for you? Okay, so like for the initial um, two years, I had some savings, you know, from my previous job, which uh, I knew I can depend upon. So that was my safety net. <laughs> uh, but uh, then, actually, when we moved to Germany, here. Um, there is a little problem when it comes to um, approaching clients or anything it's that you have to um, learn the language you have to know the language so i actually um, wanted to uh, join the language courses but then covid came and all those restrictions the classes were not happening you know all those stuff and um, afterwards i started learning on my own but it was not that efficient because you have to give the exams and everything here so um, that i will be doing now like i have already enrolled in learning the german language classes so i will be doing it now uh, but yes like after the second year i started approaching some brands and um, i had worked with some and um, like some were paid and some were you know not paid like just the they got to the what the things which you wanted and there were some hotel collaborations on our trips so that was like a good thing happened i also uh, when we were on madeira trip i also did um, a collaboration with our airbnb house owner so that was my first thing happening uh, so apart from that I also did some like um, paid gigs here like there some people want to take their portraits or uh, there was an event in our old city uh, it was happening for the farmers market so I did a paid gig then so it was like that like small small gigs but uh, I also when last year when I joined NFT space So that also was a source of income, and um, now, uh, like after learning the language, I want to properly establish, you know, my business here. I want to register and everything because that's what you need in Germany. And um, yeah, after that, um, I want to approach uh, the clients because Munich, being a big city, here you have even more opportunity. So. I'm looking forward to that, and I'm quite positive about it. So, yeah, that's fantastic. You know, um, you know, going starting over basically from having a nine to five, and then 
you move to a different country and you have to learn the language and you know all of this struggle but you keep pushing through and i we, we all know um as photographers and artists we all know that you know photography is not an easy um thing to make money but i think what people don't understand is that almost everything else is not easy right it requires a yeah. lot of work yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's really funny because like you know as an engineer i have to study four years plus an extra one year for my master degree right so five years just study um, well, yeah when I quit my job and do photography full-time, I was expecting to be up and running in six months. It's not going to happen, you know? You have to learn. Yeah. You have to do all these mistakes. Um, so it's really funny how that mindset is just so different. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that you're pushing through and, you know, you, you, you get that. Um, you get, you, you, you push through, um, you know, a lot of these uh, um, challenges to get to where you are today. Um, so... What is some of the things that really, that you're really passionate, that really makes you excited when it comes to photography? Like, you know, when you capture it or when you travel, um, what are some of the things that you look for um, after your photos? Yeah, so my, when I started photography, it was uh, initially the landscape, you know, so I was quite drawn towards nature. I... I saw like Daniel Corden, Albatross, you know, their photos and how they took it. And I was like so fascinated about it. I was like, how, how people do that? You know, I want to learn that. Uh, so that led me to, you know, different uh, journeys on different trips. In every trip, I learned something. Like um, I remember this uh, trip in Germany, uh, German Alps in Berghest Garden. Okay. So there is this place called Hintersee. So I, I studied everything, you know, prepared everything before going to that place. And uh, we went there and, and the first uh, sunrise, uh, there was nothing happening, you know, no clouds. It was just a black, like that, a sunrise. So I enjoyed the sunrise, came back. Then the second day, we went to the same place. And it was like magnificent, you know, everything was so beautiful. And guess what? I took blurry pictures. <laughs> and it's been like, what, seven months I had been taking pictures. But at that moment, I took blurry pictures, came back home thinking, oh, we, <laughs> I got some good shots. And when I looked into, you know, I opened these and my laptop and I said, why? <laughs> How did this happen? How did I take blurry pictures? Then I understood, okay, this is the shitty tripod, which I put there. And I should get a better tripod. So that was my first lesson, you know, because it was windy that morning. And uh, I was, uh, there was the lake, the mountain. I was trying to take the long exposure and somehow everything got blurry. So, <laughs> so you know, uh, after that, um, uh, after that, actually, uh, when um, I went in, in that trip only, we went to another lake. Obesity. And there I saw photographers taking photos and they were, it was like, what, um, uh, 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m. and the sun was up. They were taking long exposures and I saw they were using something, you know. I didn't know about ND filters back then. And, um, you know, every experiences of mine, whatever I have learned, it was on field. I don't know what the hell I was researching over the Google, but... Google never told me anything. So everything on field. So I saw that. And I was like, I went to one photographer. He's a very known photographer in Austria. I went to him and I asked him, like, why you are using this? <laughs> he looked at me. He looked at me and I was like, this is an ND filter. I was like, okay, what's the use? And then he explained me all the stuff, you know. I think that is something good about me. Like... Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not afraid of asking questions. I don't think for a second, like what the other person is going to think. <laughs> you have a camera, you're taking photos and you're asking questions. But uh, yeah, that's how I have learned actually on field. And um, that after that, I came home that day on my trip and I, he gave me some links, you know, from where I can read, read about stuff. So I read a lot, everything, and I understood about it. And uh, from there onwards, uh, I, 
got um, like a path how to you know uh, look about stuff and how to prepare yourself before the trip and all those things so that was the first thing landscape then um, actually when uh, we went to um, barcelona last year um, like before that trip i was a, a little bit of uh, thinking like okay i have only taken landscape photos how i'm going to take any street shots how i'm going to take any architecture shots like this is not something i have done and um, <clears throat> another of my friend julia she, that uh, i met her also from instagram like you so she was joining us in that trip she lives in madrid so it was also new for her because she also takes only landscapes so both of us you know went around exploring the cities taking all kinds of shots you know and uh, it was quite fun and after that trip actually i realized like i don't have to you know put up in on anything what i do like every photographer you see they grow everyone grows and this is why like i had put up in on my life when i was working in that 9 to 5 job why i had to do the same in terms of creativity i can grow so that was the thing i do, did street and architecture then i when i went to india this year i took tribal portraits so it's like um, now i'm finding you know uh, everything which i do i want to do it in a better way and uh, that's the thing i'm enjoying everything everything related to photography and even the astrophotography you know that also like the nights you spent there standing you know alone and looking at the sky that feeling that feeling is incredible i don't want to part away that feeling just because i take architecture shots or you know portrait stuff no i want to feel that also so yeah i'm going to try everything so let's see that is cool um yeah i think you know <clears throat> i love the changes um you know i don't like um the one thing and i i get bored easily so i agree with you i like to just to be do everything right i know um when it comes to branding a lot of people say stick with one first um but at the end of the day i think it's important to do what we love and you know um don't let what has been done before restrict us from what we want to do i think that's really important so it's really cool but i want to talk about the astro photography there for a second um i remember that day um very specifically i was running the webinar and then you asked me um about you know how to take you know the, the milky way because you're gonna go on the trip and i was like away so i didn't see your message and then when i replied to you you already like you know like already went on the trip and then after that you got a tracker and then you know you just you, you grow really quick capturing that milky way right so tell me tell us a little bit about that journey because <clears throat> shooting milky way is first of all a lot of people have a lot of restriction against it right um go out there at night um you know um where it's dark um, in the middle of nowhere a lot of people first of all have fear doing that um but second of all the technique and everything is very different i know like it took me i think about 2 years until i can finally successfully capture my first um photo of the stars and therefore you know capture the milky way but it takes a lot of a lot of a lot of journey to to get there um so share with us a little bit about your journey behind um your milky way and astrophotography because i know that you grow very quickly and you learn very quickly and you know you go from asking me the question to start shooting the tracker with about three shots like that so it's crazy yeah so regarding astrophotography actually uh it was uh, during the covid during the covid i first saw your page on instagram and i saw those milky way shots even before that actually i remember in um, 2018 or something i first saw one of the milky way shots um from one indian photographer so it was like one image but uh, when i came to your page and i just saw all those images i was like quite hooked and then i saw joffrey uh he was uh, you know going on shooting the milky ways i was like what is this thing you know earlier i was thinking maybe this was all done in photoshop or something you know 
and uh, then when i saw your you know so many images and then joffrey going out there shooting i was like i want to do this what is this thing i am quite intrigued then i started reading about you know it um, all the astrophotography stuff so i asked you you know and then i asked joffrey also and um, i would search on google like it it was like four months i was just waiting because there was covid restrictions and everything so i was just reading about the stuff and i would uh, tell sam every day you know i want to take a milky way shot in madeira <laughs> i didn't know why we had no plan whatsoever to go to madeira you know we were thinking of um, going to slovenia okay and i was like i want to go there i don't know what about that place i want to go there and want to take a milky way shot so i read about everything i you know uh, ordered uh, the a um, uh, new tripod okay i ordered a new tripod and uh, the lenses and everything the and um, the tracker thing actually it was uh, taking some time to get delivered in germany it was about a month or so and uh, we were about to go on a trip on 15 days so i just madly searched over internet about a madeira photographer who is taking astro shots okay and uh, i got one this person andre so i contacted him and we started talking and i told him like you know uh, we are coming to madeira and i want to take those astro shots and I, and um, i don't have a tracker so like can you lend me your tracker <laughs> and he said yes and he was like okay that would be fun you know to meet you guys so i was like okay let's do that <laughs> and um, then we went to madeira and the first uh, night we planned to take photo it was actually near um, lighthouse okay near the sea and like you earlier mentioning about you know being afraid of the dark if there is someone on this earth who is afraid of dark it's me like in my own house also <laughs> i get so afraid so imagine me standing on a field taking astro shots it was like that's the thing i love about photography you know i have done things which i would have never done in my life if not for that so so I, we went to that uh, lighthouse and um, i wanted uh, to take shots it was not tracked shots i just uh, wanted to you know experiment and uh, i learned about those 500 rule 400 rule you know <laughs> so I, i on the field we were, i was experimenting and uh, i asked sam to you know be the object of that uh, whole scenario so he was standing there he was going back and forth and <laughs> i was like okay the stars are not blur- that stars are blurry the focus is not good this is happening so the entire night we didn't sleep and like um, i i think ab- about like after two or two and a half hours i got what i wanted okay but um, there was uh, quite a bit light pollution because you know it was in the sea level and something and there was a lighthouse also so the light there was light pollution but yeah the stars were neat and everything was good and um, we took that and we came home and then i was like okay i now i want to take the track shots now that i know <laughs> i want to take the track shots so on the day when we went so um, our friend andre he also joined us and uh, he had another whole setup for you know deep sky photography with telescope and everything and i was like oh <laughs> that's something i didn't know you know that was a new thing for me i was like okay let me handle the small thing first then i will go for the bigger thing so he was setting up his and i had read about the, you know uh, the polar star you know the alignment and everything but with star tracker when you look through that you know the tiny hole and do that polar alignment oh my god after after like one hour i was nearly blind i was not able to see anything It was like I was only looking through that one hole. Then, you know, Sam was trying, I was trying. It took us two hours to do that polar alignment. Okay, and we did that polar alignment. By the time it was already dark, and um, but yeah, we did it. And then we took the pano shots, and it was in Fanal forest. Okay, so in that forest. we set up two cameras one without tracker and one with tracker with tracker i was taking the arch shots and another i took for the you know to make the uh, light trails star trails sorry star trails 
So it was at one end of the forest and it was another end of the forest. So in that dark night, we, we went, you know, twice. Yeah, four times. And, you know, you have, if you have seen the Fanal Forest images, the trees, you know, they look like something, you know, those uh, creatures, something like that. And imagine in the dark when you suddenly hit the light on them, it was like, okay, something is there. I was so afraid. I was, you know, just thinking about, okay, think about the photos you are going to take. You know, that was my inspiration to go through the dark night. And the entire night I didn't, we didn't sleep at all like Andre he called us you know you guys took, uh, should take some rest you know we should set up tent you know we should take some rest and I was like you go and sleep I don't want to sleep <laughs> I was so excited so and we took all kinds of shots experimented I also uh, took that uh, Andromeda uh, galaxy shot and uh, then you know he showed us many objects you know uh, many stars on the sky he showed us so that was you know quite a learning experience and um, then about like five-ish in the morning we started coming back home everyone was asleep <laughs> and uh, and I was just thinking about wow how is all these photos are going to look on my laptop I want to see them and um, of course then we came home and uh, after that actually the real struggle started. I took all these photos. I had no idea how to do a panel, okay? But um, I actually had done a you know, webinar with uh, Daniel Corden once. So he mentioned something about Patagui. You know, I, remem I remember that. So I was like, yeah, I remember that was something regarding the panel. You know, you can do panels in that. So I you know, got that software and then I searched about how to do stacking and all those stuff. And yeah, that was quite an experience. Like you see those images, a Milky Way arch, and you think, okay, well, what is in there? But no, oh my God, all that thing, that experiences that, you know, the research and, and after you take the images, all the post-processing, it's like a journey in itself. So yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, the Astro Shots. And after that also we went to take the meteor uh, shower, perceived meteor shower shots in Germany. And um, there also, we had some struggle with uh, uh, our new star tracker. You know, the day one, we couldn't do the polar alignment. It didn't happen. And it was night. It was windy. We were actually not prepared. And uh, like after one or two, if you are not prepared in a windy night, you can't just, you know, stand there and do something. So we came back. And the next day, we went fully prepared. We took all the shots. And... Even if uh, the forecast was, you know, it's going to be cloudy, but before the clouds, we actually saw 50 meteors and took the Milky Way and with the, with uh, the meteors. So it was like, <laughs> it was, I, I had never imagined it. So yeah, everything, you know, in life is a first if you try. So yeah, I enjoyed that. That's cool. That is really cool. You know, like this hearing that journey is crazy. Um, I think you know, one thing that I could find inspiration from is how you're never scared to ask for help, right? And um, you, you, you see how, how fast um, you can learn and progress in your journey by um, reaching out to other people who have done it before, right? I mean, now, you know, whether you buy a course or you know, go on a webinar or just asking a question. Yeah, that's, that's really cool that, that, you know, that uh, to hear that journey of you reaching out and, you know, um, um, having um, this photographer, local photographer who don't know you at all, but, you know, <laughs> and also like let you borrow all this stuff. And that's, that's, I think that's one of the coolest thing about travel and photography is just yeah. it connects people, right? <clears throat> yeah. And um, yeah, so um. I saw some of your, um, you know, astro photo, and it's just they are incredible, you know. Especially for someone who just started. When I first saw them, it's just like, what? Why did you ask me this question? You know how to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's crazy, but um, it it shows how much hard work you put in there, and um, you know, um, it just makes such a big progress because you're committed to make that happen. So massive kudos to you, and massive congratulations for making that happen. So when you think about, you know, a travel or a trip or a photo that you ever take, 
Mm-hmm. Is there any particular moment or any particular photo that you're either most proud of or you love the most out of that moment? And mm-hmm. uh, tell us why. Mm-mm. Sorry, I didn't hear the last part of the question. Um, basically, like, you know, like um, out of your travel and the photo that you have mm-hmm. taken, um, mm-hmm. tell us your favorite moments or your favorite photo that you have captured. And um, mm-hmm. just tell us why it is so important and why you love them so much. Okay, so it's it's very difficult to choose, you know, your favorite photos. But um, yeah, on in terms of like trip or journeys I had to take. So I would say the first on my list is obviously, obviously the Milky Way Arch, which I took because like six months went into that just to make it happen. So all those research and everything. And um, that was my favorite night because I also faced my fear of darkness. Like that's my major fear. And um, in a heartbeat, I would like to, you know, go back and live that moment over and over again. It was such a beautiful night. Like I saw the stars, the Milky Way, I think after 15 or 16 years in my life, I saw the Milky Way for the first time. So it was like um, in in an experience in itself. I couldn't forget that. And uh, if I have to choose a second one, it would be this um, tribal portrait, which I did uh, recently in India. So for that, uh, that trip is also kind of an experience in itself because uh, <clears throat> uh, we did uh, all kinds of you know, preparation. I learned about because I had never taken portrait before that. Okay. Yes, I had done some gigs, but it was something, you know, when you do for your clients, they need some particular stuff and uh, you know about that. Of course, uh, I understand the lighting and everything. But um, like when it comes to your personal project, something you want to do, you are fearful the most. Like that, that goes into me. Like I feel like, okay, how I'm going to do this? So I had read about that stuff. Like, okay, how this portrait stuff is, uh, you know thing happens I saw the images Steve McCurry have taken and all those things and I was like okay let's do that I had no expectations from that so for that we actually went to a village in northeast India northeastern India and we didn't know that uh, there was a a cyclone uh, warning for that region because normally when I take landscape photos I check the weather. I check for astro shots. Uh, shots I check the weather, but for portrait, like okay, wh- why I would need to check the weather? So we went on that trip, and uh, that part of the Himalayas mountain, it's actually the land is very you know muddy, and it's very like landslides happen all the time in that region. And um, when uh, we started our journey, there was no rain. Like and halfway through. It started raining massively. Like as we, you know, started um, climbing up the mountain, it started raining heavily. And um, by the time, like I remember, it was turning dark, and we couldn't even see what is up there. You know, a little bit ahead, it was so cloudy. And um, around uh, six or six thirty, it was completely dark, and we were stuck in a road which is only mud. Like our car was literally floating over it, you know, and the driver said, we can't make it. We can't go, you know, (laughs) go further. And I was like, how we are supposed to be in this place? It's raining, it's muddy and it's nowhere. Like there was no house, there was nothing, there were only trees. And And the house guest where we were supposed to reach, he was calling us and he was asking like, where are you guys? Have you reached or not? And uh, we were telling him, okay, we are are in the forest. We are in this road. We don't know. And he was asking, is there anyone going? Is there any truck going? Is there any person? No one is walking, you know? Like, who is mad enough to go in that weather? And um, then, like, um, we told our driver, okay, then let's return back and, you know, go to the near village. 
but we didn't uh, imagine like returning also that road is also you know that muddy and everything so that is also going to take time so to go downhill also it took us you know another half an hour and uh, then uh, when we were you know supposed to go and look for a place to remain for that night uh, then our driver said no no you guys have come from so far we should go we should try again <laughs> and i was like why we wasted the half an hour to coming back here you know then i was like okay let's go and um, actually uh, sam and i we were both quite angry uh, upon that travel agent because we had told him like we want a 4 by 4 car because this road is not good that is what we have heard like read from the blogs and everything and uh, he didn't provide us a um, 4 by 4 car so it was it was an adventure like we reached the place around 10 like no 11 pm around 11 pm we reached the place and that too after like people came i sam and i also have to get down from the car we had to push the car and uh, the car <laughs> went and you know we had to walk through the forest and you know the driver was more afraid than us you know and we as, as like sam and i we were guiding him okay ten take turn like we were the google you know map for him that uh, night and we were like take left take right take. and then we reached the place and after that um, those uh, tribes whose photos we uh, went to take and it is like the the last generation remaining and um, uh they are in their 80s and 90s and um you know when people in 80s and 90s like many people many travel photographers also come to take their photos and they don't speak your language they have a different language so we took a guide with us who can you know who is from them and who can translate what we want to convey with them so first he took us um to an old lady she is uh, in her i think in 85 or something 85 86 and uh, then he told her like you know why we had come and you know we want to take the photos and everything so i just sat there in the house she offered her uh, she offered us the local wine you know they do from the rice and everything so she offered us that and uh, she was sitting by the fire you know wooden fire and there was uh, the house was you know not in a good shape because she is the only surviving member of the family and you know she had to do all those stuff and i was sitting there and i was looking at her and thinking like i have taken great deal of uh, you know all this um, like uh, 15 hours of flight and uh, all that adventure of 12 hours and now i am here sitting in front of uh, of her hall and i want to take the photos but how do i approach her like i don't know the language and because when you know the language which you talk with someone you create um something you know some kind of connection with that person and then it becomes easy so i started asking questions <laughs> like always uh, i i asked her that uh, tour guide you know to translate all those questions and uh, she started uh, telling all kinds of story like you know how uh, those uh, like they have some kind of you know tattoo face tattoos and everything done so i started asking i started asking about her childhood and you know she was narrating translator was narrating we sat there for one and half an hour you know chatting with that old lady and um, then i asked her like okay um and uh, by that time she was smiling and you know even though we were not talking but uh, we i felt like okay i felt that connection from her story and uh, then like i asked the guy like now can i you know can i take her photo can you ask her that then he asked her and she said yes and then i took photos of her like the way i have imagined the way i wanted and um, it was quite good and um, and that moment uh, when i was taking that photo of her and then i also you know uh, took the instax so that i can give her some photo to remember by and she was you know 
she was so happy when i gave her that photo the smile i won't even you know forget stanley i will never forget and she was like a child like happiness and we see photo every day you know and then you know that was something i learned that day like the things we take you know granted every simple thing every small thing can make someone smile i take photos every day but i was like okay these are the photos but for her it's something to remember by you know so these are the two moments which is quite near and dear to my heart and will always be so, yeah wow what a story thanks for sharing that supriya it's just incredible you know um yeah i know i mean as, as you were like explaining that you know when she saw that photo and she was smiling i just got massive goosebumps you know it's a uh, it's moments like that that makes us really enjoy photography and love photography right um yeah yeah look um super it's been great having you here you know we're coming to the one hour mark um and one question that i always ask all my audience is that if there is one advice that you could give you know your younger self or also the audience um whether it is about photography or life or um mental health or whatever it may be what would that one single advice be yeah so for me like if i have to give this to younger self or someone else that would be don't be afraid to try new things in your life because you never know you never know what lies ahead of you and um, when you go into that path trying new things you will discover things that you have never imagined you will be able to do so yeah that's the one thing i would like to say That is a beautiful advice. Well, uh, super. Thank you very much for being here. You know, I enjoyed this talk. Enjoyed listening to your story. I know we've connected to Instagram and Twitter and Clubhouse, but you know, that's why that's why I love this kind of podcast because I really get to know you personally and in much deeper level level. And you know, you you are able to share your story and your journey as a photographer. You know, not like um, not many people know about that. You know, six months uh, journey, you know, capturing your astro photography or your journey. going to this tribe um you know being able to see one of the happiest moment um of someone else's life and that really give us perspective on how lucky we are if we have a roof over our head not have to think about what to eat tomorrow and have a phone a camera and a laptop we should be really thankful and in many cases we're not instead we're looking for the things that we don't have so i think that's such a powerful thing a powerful thing to um, to to share Um, but for people who want to learn more about you, about your photography, your service, as well as your NFT project, I know we didn't get to to that today, but you know we talk about so many fun things today. Um, what, where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me on uh, meanderquest dot com. That is my website. I'm also on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and my handle name is meanderquest. and on twitter they can find all my nfts all the links that is also on my website so yeah if you have any questions if you want to reach out then please feel free to do that i know stanley is going to put all the links on the description so yeah fantastic all right um well um wiki hunters thank you very much for tuning in hopefully you have found a lot of gem in there um you know Supriya have really kind enough to share not only her success story but the journey behind um a personal journey behind her life and how she um find hope purpose happiness and got out of that depression um you know through photography and I think that's something that's really powerful um you know I never come to a, a point where I had um you know I was diagnosed with uh, clinical depression but I certainly know what it feels like to lose purpose and not knowing where to go and not knowing a direction or um anything meaningful to life and photography have really changed my life and that's why I want to share more of this journey with more of you um right um but if you do enjoy this conversation don't forget to hit the subscribe button and um you know give us a review a comment letting us know what um if you enjoy this journey so that other people can also find find us and be able to find um that whole purpose and happiness and um inspiration to our artists. But with that being said, um thank you very much Supriya for being here. Um you know, it's such a pleasure to finally get to know you in much deeper level and to be able to share your story because I know how powerful that story is. 
Thank you so much, Stanley, for inviting me and you know giving me this opportunity to share my story because I also felt good about doing that, and I I really enjoyed our session. It was kind of um, something I was hoping, and I loved it. I like everyone else who is watching the video. Please subscribe to Stanley's podcast because he is great and i love his photos and i'm sure he is going to have some many more beautiful uh, episodes coming so please don't miss that thank you thank you all right well wiki hunters um with that being said keep shooting keep creating and i'll see you guys next week